Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good Saturday morning. And, of course, uh, St. Hubert's Cathedral is vacant this morning. We're coming to you live from an undisclosed location in Woodsboro, Texas. And joining me for this morning's show is the outdoors' daughter, Cherie, number one. Hey, Cherie, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here on the outdoor show from Woodsboro, Texas this morning. Glad to have you all over in this area. Yeah, we're going to be doing a little bit of quail hunting. Looking forward to that. And, boy, the weather's getting good for it. Boy, we went from 94 degrees yesterday to chilies in the upper 50s out there. Good yeah, turn. And it's still dropping. And by the way, if you uh, the front has not passed through your area yet, it is. Because in Grand Isle, we're looking at temperatures of 81. But in North Louisiana, in Monroe and Shreveport reporting 55. So it's a big change of coming. Uh, not too much rain associated with it. Had a few little scatters, and most of those on the radar look like they're headed up to the uh, up to the, the northeast and, or in southeast and moving away from Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Gulf Coast. Well, we've got a lot to talk about this morning. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has reopened license sales. If you recall, they were closed last weekend for some updates. And there are some new ways to validate your deer and turkey tags without using the actual tags. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Undersecretary Brian McClinton is going to join us a little bit later on to explain how that works. Also, the new Season 7 of Bayou Wild TV has kicked off. This week's show features a young terminally ill cancer patient from Wisconsin who fulfilled his trip of a lifetime, and the skipper who made that possible is Captain Jeremy McHugh of Stillwater Charters out of Biloxi Gulfport. He's going to join us a little bit later on to talk about it. Another hunt of a lifetime was made possible this week. Seven-year-old cancer survivor Boone Hoops of Ohio was a guest of Ron Torres at his Magnolia Game Farm in Centerville, Mississippi, and he capitalized on the buck of a lifetime. Uh, photographer Chris Lecoq and I were there to document it, and you will see that on an upcoming Bayou Wild TV feature. Cool Front's made its way. It's going to be taking an effect on weekend fishing and hunting. Uh, those of you got a big tournament going on, the Bayou Coast uh, Kayak Fishing Club's Falling tide down at Empire, headquartered at Delta Marina. Uh, be careful headed out there. There's going to be some uh, pretty high winds moving across. I'll get to that coastal marine forecast in just a second. We also have a fugitive who has been brought to justice by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents with an assist from Louisiana State Police, and that is this week's Bad Boys of the Outdoors feature. We also invite your text messages, your fishing reports, your questions, your comments, who you are, where you are, what you got going on as you listen into the show, and you can do that by texting us now at 504-260-1870. Taking a look at that coastal marine forecast, pretty rough out there. Expecting north winds offshore, 20 to 25 knots, Five to eight foot seas, pretty much forget the snapper, sword fishing tuna for at least to these two days. Tomorrow, pretty much the same thing. It might drop off a little bit to four to seven on the seas. Inside water is going to be 20 to 25 in rough conditions today. And tomorrow, northeasterly winds 15 to 20, still going to be pretty choppy out there. So be careful if you're headed out. In fact, you may want to 
plan your trip for another day or later in the week. It's a shame because the weather's going to be delightful, going to be a lot of sunshine, some cooler temperatures, and that's some good news for you hunters who are out there in the early bow season, also the small game seasons for rabbit and quail, and we've got the commercial pen raise uh, season for, for quail is open, and it's time to get out there, get those guns and bows and those deer stands, everything in shape because it's coming up. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to check in with Robbie Campo and find out what these frontal conditions, the first honest-to-goodness front of 2021, is moving through the Gulf Coast. While we're broadcasting here from Woodsboro, Texas, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio and welcome back in our broadcast today from Woodsboro, Texas. Yeah, check it out on the map. Uh, we're here with daughter Cherie. And uh, Cherie, what we got coming in on a text message? Bro? Yeah, we got text messages rolling in this morning already. Good morning, Mr. Don from The Worm. <laughs> the back strap stacker tells us he's checking in from Clark County, Alabama. It's opening day of bow season there, and the front just came through. Ooh, wishing, every- wishing everyone luck in the woods this morning. And then we had a question that came in from the River Rat. He says, good morning, Mr. Don. Our canal is blocked by several trees from Ida. Who can I call to get this public waterway opened? It's on Blood River near the Warsaw Marina. Well, I would think if it is a public waterway, public property, you would call your parish, which I'm not sure if you're in Tangipahoa, Livingston, in that area, and ask them. But good luck. You know, there's a lot of debris to be cleared off, and mostly on the roadways and in the neighborhoods but um, you know if it's urgent it needs to be gotten out of there they can hire a contractor and get it moved good luck and uh, contact your parish official all right let's talk to robbie campo he's down at shell beach and i don't think the front is there yet but it's headed on the way hey robbie uh first off how's the bridge situation that's been closed for two weeks the old green bridge that people have had to detour around uh well i'll tell you don it's um you know that inspection was last week was the last inspection, and I think, you know, I didn't hear anything from St. Paul Sheriff's Office saying that it was going to be closed again this weekend. So I'm uh, thinking that it's, that it's open, but <laughs> don't hold me to that. But I think it's open. So uh, if you're coming in, you know, somebody's going to try it, I know. So, But, uh, you know, but I think it's open. I don't think it's closed. But Don, the front did just get through here. Just got through here just now. It's uh, well, it's just getting here, I should say. Um, it's blowing probably in the neighborhood of 22, 25 knots here. I guess um, it's uh, it's pretty windy. Uh, but I tell you, this whole week up until man yesterday, the fish you couldn't have asked for any better fall fishing than we've had the last three weeks here. It's just been phenomenal. Um, yesterday, you know, we had. A, parking lot full as fast as one pulled out one was putting over going going fishing uh it, it was just a incredible incredible week man it caught some fish right here by the bus cut and you know in, in duluth uh duluth canal and old show beach by you by the fort and st marlo but you got a different situation today so you gotta you gotta deal with wind if today is your day to fish i, I say this every all the time every week if today is your day to fish <clears throat> I still think you could go get tucked up on the north side of the channel in some of those lagoons, maybe going up towards Violet or behind Lena's Lagoon, uh, maybe behind the old pipeline, uh, the old uh, gas plant right here. Uh, you know, water's still up a pretty good bit. Uh, water's going to be falling out of that dam back there. It's been good for redfish. So, but I, uh, down by the dam, down by um, I hope they'll have been catching plenty of white trout. Uh, if today is your day to fish, 
I still think you can make something happen. It's going to be a little bumpy. It's going to be windy. But nevertheless, I still think you could do it. Yeah, you're going to have to find some clean water, which might be at a, at a real premium trying to locate that. But as you mentioned, tucking away some of them downwind areas, you might be able to pull a few fish out of there. we got almost a, a full foot tide range, and coupled with that wind, um, possibility might see some mudflats showing up by late tomorrow, maybe, if this wind blows through the whole weekend. Well, you know, Don, on our side, what usually happens here first is when that wind starts pushing, you know, across the lake, uh, being that that dam is at Hopedale, it, it, it raises the tide instead of it falling out. Um, we don't see a, we don't see a really, really low tide until we get a Southwest wind. So, um, or something straight West, but with it being out of the Northwest, the water I think is going to come up. Uh, but I still think you can find some clean water like past the bus ditch going up towards, uh, uh, Lincoln Canal to Violet. I think, you know, behind old tree bayous back there, stump bayou, I think you can find some clean water uh, over in Lena's Lagoon. I think you can find some maybe up behind St. Malo and Magnolia or Longview somewhere back there. The water was clean back there, and it's got plenty of grass still, so Ida didn't wash out all the grass. Um, you have some options, but do you want to fish in a 25-knot win? That's up to you. But, hey, if you do, look, hook the left at the bridge. Come on down and see us. We're here waiting on you. Robbie's always waiting on you. Thanks for the update, Robbie. We really appreciate it, my friend. All right, Don. Talk to you next Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Robbie Campo, Shell Beach at Campos Marina. Check out with doing him before you leave, particularly on days like this where your areas are going to be limited. He can put you on some good areas that will fit the – conditions. Sheree, what else we got coming in on our text board here? From Justin Refuge, uh, from Justin in the Refuge, the cold front is coming through. The wildlife are happy to have it, but he hasn't seen any ducks, geese, or ibis, but he did get a a visit from one of our favorite friends, the possum. (laughs) Uh, Those critters seem to be out no matter what the weather's like. Yeah, they can take it. Good morning, beautifuls. Just put my sweater on. Yep, it's coming, and we're glad to have it here. (laughs) A little bit of cool weather. Yep, and another question. Good morning, Mr. Don. Are those Mexican whistling ducks any good to eat? They're in the pond by the hundreds. I had heard a while back that they'd had a break in, uh, a breakout in cholera. Any good to eat? Uh, answer to the question, yes, they're very good to eat. Uh, and, of course, they're, they're added to your regular bag limit of six ducks when the season opens up. Uh, they're a migratory bird, and their wintering ground really is here. They, they actually have the wintering ground in South America. They fly here. This is the northern reach, and they breed here. They're becoming, some of them are actually residents, and they're becoming more and more plentiful every year, and they are finding their ways into hunters' game bags. Uh, as far as a cholera outbreak, I have not heard it. I don't doubt it. Uh, there are some areas that around grain elevators, I'm told, where they really congregate in big, big numbers, and that is usually the cause of cholera. But uh, that's pretty recognizable when a duck is suffering from that. But uh, outside of that, uh, get them when the season opens. All right, we take a break. We come back. We've got Jeff Brule joining us. Jeff had a great fishing trip down in Venice, and that's partly due to the lower Mississippi River conditions. We'll be back with that. Also, Sheree will have some more of your text messages. Send us one at 504-260-1870. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
And our Bass and Freshwater Fishing Report is brought to you by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing with Jeff Brule and Cherie. Tell us about our sponsor, Abu Garcia. Abu Garcia is introducing the future of fishing's new name, and it's Jordan Lee, the Alabama-born and raised two-time Bassmaster Classic champion. Jordan Lee Combos brings a new line of rods and reels with technique-specific rod models, low-profile and spinning reels, These products are truly dialed in for bass anglers. Check them out, a product of Abu Garcia, a division of Pure Fishing. All right, and Jeff Brule joins us now. And, Jeff, you had an excellent trip down in Venice, result of that dropping Mississippi River, which we've been waiting for for a couple of years now. Tell us about it. Uh, It was an awesome trip. We caught plenty of fish. The the bass, the fish, are still in the summer spots. Basically, this means that the main river and passes are the the places to start fishing. And I learned some last week with the falling tides that we had in the morning and a rising tide in the afternoon. We went one afternoon, we caught some fish and thought, well, we'll go back in the morning. The tide's going to be low. It's going to be falling. And we went back there. We didn't get a bite. So it's the key was to stay around the Green River water. Kind of what had happened is in the afternoon, the water came in off the river and the fish followed them in, the tide in. And then we Came back the next morning, the shallow ponds, I guess, were a little bit muddier or different water. It might have been hotter temperature. I didn't check that, but they kind of just moved the fish out. We just pegged sapphire blue craws and moved down the canes on the main passes, and we caught fish. We uh, The boat was loaded with minnows, shad, and crabs from all the fish we were catching, throwing all that stuff up. So that, that was kind of the key is, that sapphire blue kind of, I guess, looked more like a minnow or, or something like that, and that's what they were acting to. But I wanted to shout out to my buddy, Skip Stingray Rayburn. He's the only guy I know that can catch a stingray flipping a cane. That stingray had it in his mouth. It wasn't like he hooked it accidentally. That stingray ate that bait. Well, good for him. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Bayou Liberty area. Boy, that, that has really turned on, and there's a phenomenon that takes place normally this time of the year where shrimp from Lake Pontchartrain move into some of those bayous and rivers, or at least near the mouths of them, and, man, the fishing can be fantastic. What's going on there now? now I went this week with uh, Chris McAluso, C-Mac, and uh, we just, it's just Shrimp City. From little small shrimp to look like five or ten count shrimp, they were just all over the bayou and in the little bayous around Bayou Liberty just pockets and stuff um we had a good moving tide so it helped move the shrimp around but the, the fish were just schooling under the, the shrimp you know it's popping everywhere you could use a any kind of shrimp imitation like the berkeley rattle shrimp uh under a cork or not it didn't really matter um but we caught six to seven different species flounders white bass trout croakers redfish just about everything loves shrimp jeff uh the area that was hit hardest by hurricane ida that Livingston, Tangipahoe, St. John area, basically Marpah. What's going on over there? Well, they had a, the word is they had a tournament over there. Uh, some brave guys went out and fished, and they said one bass that was 12 inches long won the whole tournament. That's the only fish Ooh. brought in. Ooh. So it just, just tells you how dead the area is. It's just going to take time to recover. I mean, we'll keep an eye on it and keep monitoring it. But, you know, if there's one fish there and, a few more survive. They'll eventually get together and spawn, and you'll have a bunch of little, little fish for about a year, and then it'll, it'll start getting better. I'm sure some guys are going to be stocking some areas, too, so you just never know. But uh, it's just dead right now. We'd probably try to go somewhere else. 
We're talking with Jeff Brule, and Jeff, you know, a lot of people, because of this heavy front that's coming in, high winds along the coast, might opt to do a little bit of freshwater fishing. Uh, Chafalaya Basin, one of the most popular areas in the whole state. Tell us what's going on there. How should somebody approach that if they want to make a trip there today, either for the, the panfish or the bass? Yeah, flipping and, and spinnerbaits are some good tactics that the guys say they're catching fish on. A uh, tournament last Sunday, about 12 pounds or so won it. So they, they're catching you know, not the big fish like they used to, but they, they said the numbers are they're catching a lot of fish. So it's a good good report. The panfish action is also good. Corks and a jig about 18 inches under the cork. Just look for grass beds or some laydowns. And this time of year, you want to kind of move along until you find a little pocket of them. If you can find a good school of fish, you can do pretty well with the soccer lay down there. If you find a good grass bed with loaded with fish, you can catch a pretty good limit. But that is, it's good fishing. The river's kind of peaking back up a little bit, but it's going to stay low enough where it shouldn't impact uh, Venice or these other areas. So we're, we hope that uh, weather holds and the fishing is going to be good this fall. Jeff, if you would clear something up for us, high-speed reels, low-speed reels. You would think high is always better, but not always the case. Give us a little bit of Fishing Reel 101, the pros and cons of high-speed versus low-speed for someone that's looking to get a new fishing reel. Yeah, they come in all sorts of ratios, 6.3 to 1, 8 to 1. And basically what that means, every, the 1 is every time you turn a handle, one complete revolution. The inside spool will turn that number. So if it's 6.3 to 1, you turn the handle one time, it'll spin six times and take up that much line. So an 8 to 1, it takes up uh, you know, probably about two two more times of uh, line. And that's yeah, that can be feet. Uh, you know, I don't know the exact combination of feet, how many it goes, but it, you know, higher speed will take up more line. And sometimes you, you, you want that, but you have some sacrifices with a high speed. First, you lose the power, and that means when you get something in deep cover, that 6.3 to 1 is kind of like a low-gear truck grinding him out of the cover. So I usually use the lower speeds when I'm flipping just to make sure I can get the fish up because I don't, I don't need to take up a lot of line because I don't have a lot of line out. Uh, the other thing is, uh, like a Revo rocket, it's a 10 to 1 ratio. It might help you make more cast if you're doing like a certain technique, like flipping and moving down the bank, trying to get more cast in the day. A lot of times that'll help you catch more fish because you've got the bait in the water a lot quicker when you reel it back up and put it back in. But uh, sometimes you're faster moving bait. Sometimes if you get a too high speed reel, it, it just the fish won't be interested. It's just moving too fast for them. So, I'm punching, I just got a heavy weight, big stick, and I just use the lower speed just to help winch them fish out of that cover. You know, I've, I've tried to explain that before, and I think your analogy is the best explanation I've heard. You know, if you get the low speed, it's like a, a truck in low gear. You know, you got that drag and pull and power. So I think that's really something to keep in mind when you're picking out a reel. Jeff, thanks so much for your tip and also your report. We really appreciate it. Enjoy this good, cool weather while we got it. Oh, yeah, it's going to be nice this week. Thanks, Don. All right, see you next time. Jeff Brule, our freshwater field reporter. All right, when we come back, we've got some more text messages to cover for you. Send us one, 504-260-1870. Still to come, we're going to be talking to Captain Jer- Jeremy McHugh, Stillwater Charters, about a tarpon of a lifetime. You can see it this morning on Bayou Wild TV. Also, another hunt of a lifetime trip we made, and, Magnolia Game Farm up in Centerville, Mississippi. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
All right, big falling tide tournament. It's a slam tournament, catching a redfish, speckled trout, and flounder combination. It's a catch, release, and photo. Well, I guess you do it the other way. You catch it, photo, and then you release it. But anyway, that is the method of that tournament, and the winds are starting to pick up down as that front comes through. So if you're listening and you're getting ready to put your kayak in or you're listening while you're in your kayak, be careful. Find some of those tucked away places that might make uh, winning that tournament a little bit more difficult. All right, right after this 10-second station identification pause, Cherie's going to be back with some of your text messages. You want to send us one? It's 504-260-1870. We're back right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Who are we hearing from, and what are they saying this morning? All right, we have another morning, Don, from the old snake doctor. Wind is already whipping down here in Plaquemines Parish for the Fall and Tide Kayak Tournament. Good luck to everybody down there. Good morning from the Mad Trucker, just checking in. Good morning, Don, waiting for the front and empire. Give us as many updates as possible. Thanks, Lafayette Yacker. Oh, and we're getting a lot of talk about that uh, Fallen Tide turn. A lot of people down there participating in that one. And then we have the Pods driver checking in. And then this is one of my favorite kind of text messages. Where are some good spots to take my son bank fishing, Mr. Don? Well, judging from the phone number, that is a New Orleans area area code. So I would say, if you're close to New Orleans, New Orleans City Park is one of the most overlooked fishing areas. There's miles and miles of shoreline bank. There's several species. You can catch everything from freshwater catfish to brim to those cichlids, which are the invasive uh, perch that come in there. There's a lot of bass. It's been stocked by clubs, and the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries monitors it. doesn't cost you anything to fish as long as you got your regular license. A lot of safe parking, bathrooms close by. It's a really good spot. But I've got a lot of bank fishing spots, and if you'd like to get the list of them, uh, send me an email. Go to my website, which is dontheoutdoorsguy.com. Use the contact button and said, I'd like to see the list of the, the 10 best bank fishing spots, and I'll certainly reply and send them to you. What else we got? All right. Um, best of luck to more of the kayakers down there at the Fall and Tide. We got Big Mike on Beautiful Bayou Liberty checking in with us this morning. And then, Don, good luck on your bird hunt. Grew up with Springer Spaniels in Old Flat Point Hunting Club. Love to see the dogs work. I saw a latte, and you got some good-looking dogs out there. So, yeah, we'll be heading out to Top Flight just south of Columbus, Texas, which is about an hour from Houston, to mm-hmm. give all of our dogs a little <laughs> run, a little bit of workout. They'll be enjoying this cool weather. Um, been working on wingbone turkey calls. Ed Miller in Alabama over there. Yeah, he's a regular listener in Wilma. Sounds like all our regulars are in checking in with us with their their handles. Uh, yeah, Latte, uh, people that are listening, that is uh, my dog Smokey's sister, and uh, Dean Galatis is the owner, and he has done a fantastic job of training Latte. We took her out on the dove field. Unfortunately, we had to leave just as the birds were starting to come in. But she doubles as a pointing dog and also as a duck retrieving dog and as a dove retrieving dog. And that's unusual to be able to get them to be still enough. You know, the Mm -hmm. natural inclination is to get out, find birds, and point them. But to sit and watch like a lab does as a retriever, that takes a special dog. And Dean's done a really good job with Latte. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk. He went into space this week, didn't he? (laughs) Captain Kirk's always looking for the final frontier. All right, we'll get him on and find out what's happening. In his spare time, he also runs Hackberry Rod and Gun over there near the Calcasieu area. Back with his report 
after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Now, Sheree, I'm glad Captain Kirk got back in time to do this fishing report. You know, he took that little trip with uh, Jeff Bezos, went up in the space, and he made a really good comment. Did you hear what he said when he came back? No. What did he, he say? He said, the earth is not flat. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> and he joins us now. Captain Kirk, Hackberry Rod and Gun. Kirk, how was the ride? Well, the ride was good. Should have told me. You should have asked me. I'd have told you the world's not flat. <laughs> yeah, you already knew. You didn't have to go into space. Yeah, didn't Kirk, have to go that, up in space. <laughs> Kirk, is that front roll through you guys yet? And what's it oh, leaving you with? Yes, sir, it's blowing, boy. It's blowing hard. It came through about midnight last night. It, uh, wow, and what... it's, we got a big, one big group that has the whole camp book this morning, and uh, they're kicking around if they're going to go or not. But uh, there's no, you know, we're, we're completely booked up till duck season, so they can't, they won't be able to come back till after duck season sometime. So, wow, we don't know. They they may go, they may, you know, just it's a company that it's hard to get all these people together at one time. So, right, we may well, have to. If just, that's the uh, case, put the mouthpieces in uh, and go. Uh, that's it. Put the chin strap on and suck it up and, that's right. and get it. And you know, it's really, it's really been a shame because I've been watching your your, your camera and your, your board there, and you guys have really been whacking the fish. I'm talking about some really pretty trout and big red fish. It, it has been good. Uh, we, we've had a, a good year this year overall, and uh, you know, there toward the middle end of August, the, the trout, the large, you know, the bigger trout left for whatever reason. We just Nothing but small trout. But here in the last week, week and a half, they uh, we're we're starting to catch some nicer trout again. Nothing big, you know, some two three pounders mixed in there. But most of them right now seem to be running that fourteen, fifteen, sixteen inch range. Very good. What are some of the areas that the fish are concentrated on? They're pretty much mid lake south. Uh, you know, the underbirds, uh, the reef, if, you know, when the wind's not blowing, you can get out on the mid, mid lake reefs. The, uh, those spots are good. Some, some of the, and the shoreline reefs were calm or good. But I'd say for mid lake south has been the best. You know, normally this time of year, the, the entire lake is, but we had, you know, a bunch of rain and we're still having some fresh water issues up on the north end. There's still fish caught there, but there's better numbers toward the south end. Well, I would think this uh, front with these winds is going to push some of that water out, and then when whatever you cut comes back is going to be clean and salty, and you're probably oh, yeah. setting up for a really good fall season. That's right. And this should, this front hopefully will get our flounder run going because uh, we haven't been catching, you know, the, the what I call the flounder run down along the ship channel and all. And uh, that hasn't happened yet. So uh, I'm, I'm, this, I'm hoping this one will get it. Well, there should be some ducks riding on these winds, too. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any. I mean, you know, fishing out, I've been fishing in the marsh quite a bit. And just some days I won't even see any ducks. And just, a, I mean, uh, yesterday I saw one little flight of uh, blue wings. And it's just been, uh, hadn't been seeing any ducks. Normally, this, this time of year, you'll see quite a few flocks of blue wings, you know, all throughout after teal season on into duck season. But we hadn't been seeing them. Hmm. So I'm hoping this will bring them. Yeah, well, I'm over in Texas, and I saw quite a few blue wings sitting up on some of the ponds right off the sides of the interstate. And You know, when that moon, that next full moon we get, I'm sure there'll be a lot of them flying in on that. Oh, yeah. But I tell you, I'm kind of, I'm sure people are disappointed, some people, to hear that you're booked up till duck season. That's a long way before you got some openings over there. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're, we're completely booked for our fishing from now till uh, till duck season opens, and then we just got scattered for the first bit of duck season. We just have a few blinds open. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody well, wants to capitalize pretty, on those, if somebody wants to get on, grab those open blinds. Give them the phone numbers and the information how to contact you. Sure, uh, it's eight 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 seven six two three three nine one. And our website is hackberryrodandgun.com. You spell out in. Uh, and go to our website. Like, you, you know, you see that live camera. It you know, shows what we come in with every day. It tells the tale. Well, Kirk, thanks so much, and uh, glad you enjoyed your ride up in space. And uh, look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don. Good talking to you. Thanks. All right. Captain Kirk Stansel uh, with Hackberry Rod and Gun. Great place, great facility, good hunting, good fishing, and uh, good guys over there. Sure, we got some more text messages in. What we got? Yeah, as a matter of fact, speaking of latte, hello, Don and Cherie. Yes, it's cooler here and blowing pretty good. It's got latte excited. Good luck to us out on our hunt. Uh, good morning. If you're not going fishing today or when you're done fishing, if you're looking for something to do, head down to the Hammond Air Show. It's from 10 to 4. There'll be some delicious food and attractions. The Sticky Situations food truck will be there. Sounds like a gig you and Martha ought to check out maybe on a on a slow day out there. We did have a question when we were talking about duck cholera. Somebody mm-hmm. was asking, what are the signs of duck cholera? Well, it's pretty obvious. Uh, ducks, it's a bacteria that is spread very quickly through large numbers of waterfowl that are confined in tight places, and most of them die within you know, half a day or so. So you'll see large numbers of dead ducks. You could also see some exhibiting what I would call erratic behavior. They're flying weird, uh, you know, just kind of staggering around sometimes, very lethargic. And if you get up close to them right before they die, they have trouble breathing and they pretty much suffocate. So it's pretty obvious the signs of a cholera outbreak. And uh, I think they would be on top of it if we've had any locally. I have not heard of any. So that's some good news. All right, right after this, we're going to talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter. He's been updating us on the situation in Grand Isle. Very hard hit by Hurricane Ida. Putting the pieces back together again. We'll find out what the status is right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, over the last several weeks, we've been talking with Captain Darrell Carpenter of RealScreamers.com, operates his fishing charter business out of Grand Isle, which was devastated, really, by Hurricane Ida. They're picking up the pieces, trying to get things back up and rolling. Each week, he updates us on the progress. Darrell, I guess the next biggest step is going to be getting that power restored. Did I see they were having a meeting about getting, you know, meters put back on and people getting their billing going again and so it sounds like they're getting pretty close that energy should be down there getting some power there at least within the next couple of weeks i would think what's happening well don what you've got to realize to begin with is that energy decided they weren't going to come in and just repair the damage on grand isle this time they decided they were going to do a full and complete rebuild since so much of it was destroyed so bad so you take my street for example we don't have a single telephone pole on my street they've already come down and taken them all up but they're working, the majority of them are working east to west. So the eastern third to almost half of the island now has electricity. And they're working their way toward the, you know, toward the west end of the island. So, yeah, electricity is coming on street by street every day. Uh, some of it will be on, some more of it will be on today. But folks like us, you know, we're going to probably be a couple more weeks before we get it. Um, the wild card here is the water. I mean, how do you start any legitimate cleanup when you've got no water? And um, just uh, we don't have um, 
I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just too busy and not seeing it, but I, I'm just not hearing any official updates on what's going on with the water. We're hearing rumors. We hear rumors that uh, when they fixed that, well, that big leak, and then as soon as they turned the water on, another section of pipe blew out somewhere. But that's rumor. I haven't been able to confirm that. Uh, Jefferson Parish Water Company, I just haven't seen any official word from them. But while the island is looking better every day, the cleanup, the major cleanup of the sand and the debris is happening every day. You don't need water for that. Um, but, I mean, the, I guess the biggest thing, Don, is the fish survived. And, man, this past week they were just hungry <laughs> and everywhere. Uh, we had a major run on the, on the white shrimp this week ahead of that moon. And shrimp were just everywhere and jumping everywhere, and the water was so clear. I mean, uh, we had maybe three feet of visibility in the water. And every shrimp that got himself up out of that mud and tried to swim through the water had at least eight speckled trout chasing him. And I know that because you could actually see them. The water was so clear, you could see the school of trout. Anytime one of them centered in on a a shrimp, it was everywhere. And then two days later in the same spots, it was redfish. So uh, I guess we're doing the storm update every week, but I'm like everybody else. That fishing itch is hitting. (laughs) I got to find me something to stick up some grease as soon as I find something to heat that grease with. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dow, for people that just have an inclination to come fish down there, they want to come, and a lot of people have been holding off because they just didn't get, want to get in the way of the cleanup and the electric and water restoration. Uh, are there any marinas at all operating? Are there launches that people can use? And how is the town reacting to people uh, that want to come down there just to fish? Uh, the marinas, no, that I'm aware of. They All of them have been, because they're large business operations, they've all been overrun and overtaken by contractors. So, you know, a line of boats sitting at the boat ramp in the morning is going to do nothing but clog everything up. Uh, with that said, though, uh, over the last two days, I've seen several boats running around Barataria Bay. Um, whether they're putting in at private launches, whether they're putting in at Fushon and riding over this way, I don't know, but there's the fish have been getting caught. Um, <clears throat> to say that Grand Isle is open and come on, no, that's not going to happen yet. And I would imagine if it starts happening, you're probably going to see the roadblock go back up um, simply because there's so much heavy equipment and so much construction going on that you don't really need that right now. Um, but the good news is the fish are there. They survived well, and they're hungry. Well, we know that. Well, I guess the the rule of thumb there is if you can get access there from uh, a distant marine, if you've got the boat and the time to do it, fine. But don't plan on going on the island and and doing any operations from there because you you could just uh, kind of get in the way of the comeback. Dow, we appreciate right. Don, your, your checkups with us. Go ahead. If I could point out one thing real quick, we've got you know you've got this front just came. The next. So just real quick, if look, if you're looking at fishing here in the next month or so, this is a good time to go ride around. When Whenever that water drops out, it's a great time to go ease around your favorite spots and see what, if any, debris is there. Got you. Now, I appreciate your reports as always, my friend. Take care of yourself. And uh, in between uh, the cleanup, catch a few of those fish, man. Get that grease going. Going to do it. All right, see you next time. That's Captain Darrell Carpenter 
realscreamers.com. Hopefully he'll be back up uh, sooner than later. You know Captain Darrell, huh? Absolutely. One of my most favorite captains who ever lost one of my fish. (laughs) (laughs) The old lemon fish. I didn't want to bring that up, but you did. All right, we come back after the top of the hour break. we got more fishing reports. You're going to hear from Captain Jeremy McHugh. Uh, Stillwater Charters over there on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi about an excellent, I mean, the, the most outstanding tarpon trip Uh, I've ever been on, and it's on Bayou Wild TV this week. We'll tell you where you can see that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So we got a bad boy, the outdoors feature. He's a fugitive from justice, but he's brought to justice by our wildlife and fisheries agents along with the state police. All that and more of your text messages to come on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. And welcome back to our number two of the Outdoor Show from Woodsboro, Texas, along with the Outdoors' daughter, Cherie, here in Texas, where the frontal system has passed through, wind blowing, temperature dropping. It's going to happen in your area of the Gulf Coast. Uh, the further east you are, the little bit later on it will happen. Hopefully we're going to make contact with Captain Jeremy McHugh of Stillwater Charters. So I wanted to talk with him about that fantastic Tarpon of a Lifetime trip we did for a Bayou Wild feature that is airing right now. In fact, in about 24 minutes, those of you those of you who uh, live in the Baton Rouge area and get WBRZ Channel 2, uh, you can either tape it, you know, put it on your DVR, or I would actually excuse you if you left the radio show to go watch it. Believe me, it's well worth watching. Sure, you saw it last night. Uh, what an incredible trip that was. A young man with a very rare terminal cancer, uh, 20 years old, and came down here from Wisconsin, and not only did he catch the tarpon of a lifetime, he caught three tarpon and was treated to some sites that a lot of people, even residents of the Gulf Coast, don't get to see, such as dolphin and redfish frenzies. 
I believe we have Jeremy on, Sherry. Let's talk to Jeremy McHugh, captain of with Stillwater hey, Charter. Jeremy, good morning. Hey, it's going really good. good. We were just talking about the we were just talking about the, the outstanding trip we had with you and uh, Jason Kelm and his son Tanner and how that went. Uh, tell us about the how you saw that trip go. You're a veteran of tarpon fishing, and uh, you know things just fell into place that day, like like maybe I've never seen before. Man, that trip uh, that was that was a very special trip. It was definitely on my top five trips that I've ever taken, and we've won a bunch of tournaments, but. That was a special day because we, we had three tarpon, I think, before 10 o'clock. And one of them was a push in a state record that that we actually uh, that we actually own, you know. Um, yeah, and and then having Chris on the camera to document it even made it better. And then we were treated to that redfish frenzy and that dolphin orgy that was basically going on. What an incredible <laughs> trip. So I saw, yeah, I saw that on the, uh, the episode. That redfish, we were trying to get away from them because the tarpon are always <laughs> on the outside of it. And <laughs> on any given day, we would pray to have that redfish frenzy going through them. You know, <laughs> but that day we already well, had three was... tarpon, and we're like, no, we don't want to go through those. Let's you know go in the outskirts to get another tarpon. And then on the way home, seeing the dolphins everywhere, I don't know, just incredible. Yeah, well, Jason uh, and his son Tanner went. You know, they they headed back up to to Wisconsin. They brought the scale of the fish they caught and a lifetime full of memories on that yeah. trip. And we really appreciate you you putting it out and, and doing that. Tell me this, Jeremy. Uh, you know, people that might want to come there and see that and say, you know, I might I'd like to do that too. That is definitely a bucket list type of trip. Uh, when is the tarpon season, and when should they get in touch with you to do that? You should get in touch with me. Pretty much in April and May to get on the books, or any time before then. Uh, our tarpon season over here is pretty much about 60 days. Well, 60 days that I'll actually charter. It's a little bit longer, but it's in July, August, uh, and a little bit of September. So, uh, yeah, if you could get in touch with us with uh, Stillwater Fishing Charters in April and May, we'll get you on the books and take care of you. And that is your website and Facebook, Stillwater Fishing Charters? Yes, sir. Very good. And if they need your phone number, they're welcome to contact me. I've got it. No sense giving it out on the air. Most people are driving, and I don't want them to wreck <laughs> off the road trying to get a pen and write it down. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, how's the trout fishing been this so, so far? I know you kind of transition and do some inshore fishing for the trout and reds this time of year. Uh, it's picking up slowly. Uh, it's picking up in Louisiana Marsh, our side of the marsh, uh, the northeastern side. Uh, ran a trip the other day. Uh, decent numbers. Uh, we're seeing a lot around the, the harbors. It's kind of in transition right now. You know, our trout are going into the back bayous right now. But uh, it's it's picking up a little bit. Very good. Well, Jeremy, we're looking forward to our kind of uh, what you'd call open water duck hunt we got planned coming up during the duck season with you, and we'll let people know when they can watch that on Bayou Wild TV Absolutely. and also talk about getting some uh, lodging over at your brand-new lodge you guys are working on over there, yep. too. Tarpon Tales Lodge at Cat Island. Uh, we'll be able to host, you know, three-day trips up to 12 people, and uh, we're very much looking forward to it. It's It's been a, a work in progress. We've been building it for about three years now, but going to be a 4,000 square foot uh, lodge out on Cat Island, which you can only get to by boat. And um, uh, we can, we, that's a jumping off point from there. You know, you go tarpon fishing, you can go offshore fishing from there, um, inshore fishing, any, anywhere, run out chandeliers from there, you know. 
it's a, it's a nice little uh, you know jumping off point on the coast. Very good. Well, let's hope for still waters for you as always, and uh, we'll look forward to our next trip. And thanks again so much for making so many memories for so many people, and even the people who watch that TV show are going to keep that as a memory too. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jeremy. Tell Keaton hello for me. We will. Thank you. All right. All right. Keaton Day. That's his excellent deckhand. All right. That's it's coming on. Uh, you can catch it on. Well, go to our website, BayouWildTV.com. It shows all the times and channels where you can find it. You can always find it on uh, Bayou Wild TV on YouTube. And uh, 630 this morning, it'll be on on WBRZ Channel 2. All right. We come back after this. Captain Mike Gallo, we got a Born on the Bayou fishing report. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And Sheree, our Born on the Bayou report uh, is a service of Mike Gallo. You know they named a, a, a menu item after him, Pico de Gallo. He's so famous. You know? <laughs> don't know about that here in Texas, don't you? That's what I was going to say. It sounds like a menu item we ought to have here at Tuttle's. And we got a great sponsor, too. The Born on the Bayou report with Mike Gallo is sponsored by CETO. For your $179 per year membership, you get unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, Jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely. CETO is like AAA on the water. Peace of mind for you and your loved ones is just a call away to Captain Chris at 504-301-4545 or a click to CETO.com. Yeah, I passed the CETO rig on the, on the way over here to Texas yesterday on the interstate. Let's talk to Captain Mike Pico de Gallo. Mike, thank you for that beautiful picture of the trout y'all caught yesterday, but I think you're going to have a little problem duplicating that today, given the conditions with that front moving through. What's the plan? Well, the plan is to stay on in safe harbor and not be a burden to CETO. Um, we, elected to reschedule. We, we elected to reschedule with the high winds forecast over the next couple of days. I had a group of chicken farmers from uh, Mississippi and Alabama scheduled to come in, and uh, fortunately, they do quite a bit of business with me on a on a yearly basis. So, um, you know, they know it's in their best interest that we reschedule and and wait for a better day. Well, it's a good thing, uh, you know, that since they're not going to be able to catch any fish, maybe they brought some samples with them, and y'all have something to eat over there at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge. Mike, uh, what was the fishing pattern to catch those fish that you did? Because I'm pretty sure it'll resume as soon as this weather blows through. Yeah, I tell you, Don, it's been the same pattern um, seemingly since the beginning of October. All the deep water passes into and from Lake Bourne. So, so just any one of the deep water passes, Wrigley's Pass, Unknown Pass, Chef Pass, Bayou Thomas, Bayou B Avenue, down by the Castle, and even on the opposite side, Bayou Biloxi, Nine Mile, Bayou Grande, all of those deep water passes leading into and out of Lake Bourne have had speckled trout. Uh, and I fished all of them in the last month, just depending on which way the wind was blowing, would determine which one of those particular passes that I went in. Um, in each case, we started out with live shrimp on the bottom with a drop shot rig. And as we got the fish kind of kind of worked up pretty good, I could switch somebody over to a plastic. And we would use a plastic gulp 
the matrix shrimp, just something that would resemble uh, a shrimp. And uh, that's been our pattern. And one of the things that my customers had, my customers yesterday, local fishermen, had been fishing with, uh, been fishing in Louisiana for many years. And I was telling them about needing to fish in the same area. I had four guys, and they're all being courteous to one another and fan casting around the boat. And we found the fish, you know, in one particular area. And I told them, everybody needs to cast in this area. And I was telling them, we can catch the puke fish. And that's a fairly disgusting term. But every time you feed a fish a live shrimp and you hook him, he regurgitates that shrimp while you're reeling him back to the boat. And he also chums for other fish. So the more you cast into that same area, you not only have the shrimp you fed him, but you have any other contents in his stomach that he may regurgitate as you're reeling him back to the boat. And you can keep working a situation like that, and that's how you'll get those scenarios where you hear people say, every cast in this one little area, we got a fish. And if you cast 10 feet to the left, you didn't get anything. Well, you got them kind of boiled up in that one area, and they're eating these shrimp that are being regurgitated from the ones that you're catching. So if you can get that scenario going, then obviously that's one of those scenarios where you, you know, you're telling all your buddies, we had 100 by 10 o'clock. And that was pretty much our situation. Yesterday, we whacked them pretty quick. It was a mix of white trout and speckled trout, although it was much more speckled trout than white trout. Uh, We did have one sheephead mixed in with them. But it was a, a pretty fast and furious bite over some shells in one of those deep cuts. Um, I and do foresee – go ahead. I was just going to ask you, what was your ratio on throwbacks to keepers? I know you keep pretty good records on that. Um, it was also in our favor. And we did have, I would say, half the fish we had to measure and half were, were obviously keepers. But it was probably, I would say, 30% were throwbacks. Um, so not that bad of a ratio. A um, little later in the year, a little later in the fall, I think they're still coming in in waves. Just like Daryl Carper was talking about, the shrimp came in with that moon. Obviously, the fish are following those shrimp. And uh, those deep passages are kind of like highways that lead in and out of the marsh. And I believe those shrimp take the path of least resistance when they're heading into the marsh. Is one of the reasons why those larger passes and bayous leading into the marsh are so productive this time of year. Got it. Well, Mike, uh, they can find you on my website. Yours is aaofla.com. And the telephone number, which you might be available at today because uh, you're not going to be fishing. Give them that number. That's true. I will be available at 985-781-7811. You know, Mike, uh, I came over here to celebrate some uh, birthday girls. I've got Janice and and Janet uh, Lamont. Uh, Well, Janet is Detcha, but Janice is Lamont. They're the twin spin. Their birthday is tomorrow. And Cherie, my co-host, her birthday is Monday. And somebody's birthday is today. Cherie, any idea who that is? Yeah, I think we got a special text message that somebody's birthday is today. Maybe it's a a Mr. Mike Gallo? Yeah, he's the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Mike. (laughs) 
Well, thank you very much, Don. I'm holding on to 58 as long as possible. I was going late. Yeah, no, don't let it go. Hang in there, my friend. Thanks, and enjoy your birthday cake tonight. We'll see you next week. Well, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. And we got a lot of famous people with those October birthdays. Huh? All right, when we come back after this, uh, well, we're going to see if we can get a hold of Brendan Bayo. i got a big kayak tournament, one of the biggest of the year, called Fallen Tide. Uh, it's a catch, photo, and release, speckle trout, redfish, flounder. They're doing it while the front is passing through the Gulf Coast. Maybe we can get an update from Brendan Bayard. Stay tuned. We'll see if that's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque. And we have a pat. All right, we have a paddlers report. Uh, normally, we have Brendan Bayard and Eric Mohabarak. Brendan is participating in the Fallen Tide. He may be able to unite, might be able to get through to us. So we'll hold on and see if we can get him catch photo and release tournaments. One of the biggest ones that the club puts on all year. We'll have the results for you next week. By the way, the paddlers report is. With the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in New Orleans, Mid-City, Baton Rouge, and also a location in Covington. They offer the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check out their website and Facebook page for all their products. Also, when they stage those demo days where you can try before you buy. That is Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, Outfitters.com, and remember, check them out on Facebook. Sheree, we got some text messages coming in from the listeners. What do we got? Yeah, actually, we got a few. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout-out first to Sarah. Congratulations. Her dad, Bo, sends, good morning, Don. Got my daughter out on her first hunt. She finally got her hunter safety and licenses. So dad and daughter hunting trips uh, near and dear to my heart there. So congratulations, Sarah. I wonder what they're hunting. Maybe you can text us back in time. Maybe bow hunting uh, or a small game might be rabbit and squirrel. That's open, too. By the way, we have a first-time daughter hunter with us this weekend. Yes, we actually do. <laughs> Daughter number three, Mandy's going to be making her very first hunt. It's never too late to start, girls. So um, another question, Don, do we get any migratory Canadian geese in Louisiana? And if so, is it okay to, uh, to shoot them during the hunting season? Uh, we do get a very few. They were intentionally short-stopped way back in the 1960s, and they stopped pretty much coming to Louisiana. There are very few that do come as migratory birds. There's a lot of resident birds. Uh, the season's open for Canada geese when the regular goose season is open, but you can only shoot one per day per hunter. And there's also a very small area in extreme southwest Louisiana along the Texas border that is closed permanently to any Canada goose hunting. It's listed in the regulations pamphlet. But to answer your question, yeah, have Adam doing a regular goose season. One per person, that was the limit. So we have another uh, listener who who uh, texted in and said, Hey, Don, have you heard any reports coming out of Montague? Well, I have not specifically Montague. Maybe some of the listeners that have been there now can update us on it. I did get some reports from Dulac, which is pretty close. And, of course, the fishing there, like Daryl was talking about in Grand Isle, has been on fire. The fishing's good. The problem in those areas is infrastructure. Where do you launch? Not any marinas in operation back yet. So that, that is the difficulty. But if you can get out there and you got the stuff, uh, you should do pretty good catching the fish. All right, we have Brendan Bayard on. We'll get him on for a limited report because he's on the water participating in the fallen tide. Brendan, what's going on down there? How's the, the frontal system affecting the tournament today? What's gonna, what it's going to mean? Yeah, uh, Don, I'm out here. I don't know if you can hear the wind whipping around me, but it's uh, pretty sporty out here. You know, it's, uh, it's nothing we haven't fished before, but 
it definitely changes your game plan. You're going to have to kind of stick close to the bank's protected uh, levee areas. Uh, the good thing about Black and Bears is you can kind of tuck into that levee area and uh, and fish that bank and all, all those little inlets and, and harbors and stuff that are all along the levee. Um, it's, uh, it's just about to get daylight out here, so we should uh, be able to catch some trout in a second here. They were fighting really good on the popping fork yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of flounder being caught all up and down the corridor, so that's pretty good. Uh, red fishing's been a little bit tough with the high water, but uh, that sh- problem should alleviate itself uh, momentarily with this uh, this tide dumping out of here with this wind. So uh, looking forward to seeing if we can see some uh, some redfish a little bit easier when we uh, get into some of these ponds when they're not uh, flood stage. Uh, Brendan, any words of caution that people should exercise given that they've, you know, maybe been doing some scouting under a lot different conditions than what they're going to find out over the next several hours? Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, keep a buddy uh, around in some kind of capacity. Uh, You're able to use your phone out here in the tournament, so just, you know, keep somebody updated as to where you're at. And then uh, just don't do anything that could be reckless. Don't go out to open water, you know. Uh, miles out or anything like that where you know that if you uh, flip over it's going to be something uh, you know hard to get back into your boat but I think most people are kind of sticking to the banks we're uh, you know kind of fishing with friends today but uh, it should be fine I think I think somebody's going to catch some fish it's just going to be a little bit more on top of each other because we can't spread out as much but it is what it is we've uh, all fished tournaments like this before and it's kind of surprising sometimes you see some really nice bags being brought in so uh not giving up hope yet i think uh it's just going to be uh catching inside of each other what's at stake for the winners the uh the winner gets a uh hobie pro angler 360 mike iconelli edition which is like a six thousand dollar kayak top of the line and then uh you get a, a invite to the next hobie world and you get $2,000 travel voucher, basically cash to go wherever that Hobie World event is. So looking at a uh, $8,000 prize package for first place, plus a kind of prestigious invite. And uh, and then you got, you know, 10 places behind that, uh, slam cash prizes, uh, five fish places for each uh, individual species, uh, speckled trout, redfish, flounder. And then we have a senior division, a women's division, and a kids' division. Huh. Very interesting to watch kayak fishing progress into getting bigger and bigger as far as professional and, and prize money is concerned on kayak fishing. Uh, before you go, Brendan, care to make a, a, a guess, an estimate on what it's going to take to win today with the three fish? Uh, I'm thinking somebody's going to put together uh, an aggregate length slam that has pretty much a perfect red at you know 26 and a half or so plus. Probably 15-ish trout, 16-ish trout. They're they're not very big out here. There's a lot of a lot of juvies running around. So I'm just guessing that it's you know probably going to take you more time than it's worth to to focus on a big trout. If somebody lucks that up into like a bigger trout, that could really set them apart from somebody. Uh, and then I think somebody's going to catch a flounder in the 16-ish you know range, 18-inch range. And so you just add all that stuff together. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's about that's about fifty eight point five. I was yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll yeah, see. We'll know next week. That's for sure. Got it. 
Well, hopefully you're in the in the winner's circle, Brendan, and thanks for that report while you're on the water and while you're fishing the tournament. You're doing a great job. And to answer your first question, yes, we can hear the wind whipping with you. Yep, yep. I'm in some uh, about foot and a half inch, uh, foot and a half swells, uh, so just uh, holding steady, throwing popping corks, and, uh, you know, so far the only thing that likes me is gaff top, so hopefully that changes. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Good luck to you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for the report. Take care. Bye. All righty. Brendan Bayard, one of our field reporters. He is in the Fallen Tide Tournament held out of Delta Marina at Empire. All right, coming back after this, it's bad boy time. Uh, remember that? Sheree, you probably don't remember the show called The Fugitive, do you? No. David Jansen. It was a show where a guy was accused of – uh, wrongly accused of killing his wife, and he went on a run, and he became known as a fugitive, and they tried to track him for years and years. Well, a Louisiana fugitive has been brought to justice. <laughs> that story is next on the outdoors. With, and along with uh, Cherie Dubuque, and Cherie, I'll tell you, maybe this weather's got people up and, you know, perky. they got a lot of well, I don't think we're going to get to all these text messages today. Actually, that's what I was thinking myself. It's not only got the wildlife and the dogs <laughs> ready to go, it's got the people up and moving too. All right, so what are we getting? So, good morning, Don. While waiting for my insurance on my outboard to kick in, fishing Bayou Lafouche in Galliana, it's pretty darn good catching bass and redfish on purple and black buzz baits. Life's still good, so right. people are still getting out there. And thank you for that report. We appreciate those. Um, somebody texted in and said they went to Grand Isle yesterday and there was a major water leak out in the bay that they're working on. Okay, yeah, more problems getting that water. Daryl mentioned how important that is. Absolutely. Um one of our listeners, 4137, said, Don, I mentioned your broadcast, uh, your show from St. Hubert's while eulogizing my best friend and avid hunter this week. Rest in peace, Mike Hubert. So, you know, always difficult to lose one of our fellow outdoorsmen. Um, but he's right. Hopefully he is hunting out there in a different field. <laughs> Any word on Leeville? Launches open Nobody wants to get in the way, but people do want to get out. Well, here's a word uh, from Daryl Carpenter on Leeville. That's one of the areas he fishes. He thinks the ramps at the old Bobby Lynn's are operational. Public launch is trashed. Forget that. And he believes the launch at Boudreaux's Motel is open. So uh, it's kind of hit or miss. Not a whole lot of infrastructure down there, but you probably can find a place to put a boat in. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, it's bad boy the outdoors time. We've got a fugitive Brought to justice in Louisiana. That story's next, right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Last month, Louisiana State Police got an assist tracking down a fugitive in Iberville Parish. A Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agent, Senior Christian for Bear, Senior Agent Jeremy Foray, Sergeant T.J. Ashley, and Senior Agent Nelson Kennison were notified by the Louisiana State Police searching for a wanted fugitive with active arrest warrants for felony larceny. The suspect, Zachary Levine, was suspected to be in an area surrounded by water in Bayou Pigeon. The agents searched the area around Levine's truck at a boat launch and observed him in a vessel heading towards the launch, and they notified the State Police Fugitive Apprehension Unit. At the boat launch, the apprehension unit and the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents arrested Levine without incident, who was in possession of a stolen firearm and just so happened to be in possession of something else, an over-limit of bass. And in addition to that, 
was also cited for no fishing license. I mean, if you're going to be a fugitive from justice for grand larceny, theft, and felony, and firearm stolen, why bother to get a fishing license? If he's convicted of the bass charges, that's a fine of 400 bucks and up to 60 days in jail, along with some very much more expensive fines and jail time for his stolen firearm and his larceny warrants could be in the future of 38-year-old Zachary C. Levine of Prairieville, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. I mean, what's the sense, huh? You know, if you're going to go catch over, don't why limit yourself to, you know, 10 bass? Why buy a license? You know, if you get caught, you're going to get racked up anyway. All right, let's get back to business of fishing report information. We're going to talk to the plastic man Although I got a little bird told me he was using live bait yesterday and caught an unusual fish for what he does. We'll be back with Ryan Lambert right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Shree, that's pretty impressive, that 143-pound yellowfin tuna, huh? That was a nice-looking fish. But I heard he went against his practices, his philosophy, and he caught it on live bait. Ryan, tell live me you bait. didn't catch that on live bait. You it's didn't catch it. Did you actually bait. touch you it? You know what? I caught the live bait on plastic. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> that counts. Yeah, that'll work, so, man. Okay. So that's well, how was your charter plastic. captain? <laughs> how old is she? <laughs> she? No, 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 no. Not how old is she. How did she treat you? I, she treated me pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I told her, if, I asked her if she ever read Mutiny on the Bounty. And she, she said, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we had a great time. We had big tunas, and we had a lot of fun, and it was great. Uh, I, I like fishing for the bait. <laughs> catch, <laughs> catching bait's fun. You know, to drop them little things down there, catch three, four at a time. I, yeah, I was into that. And then they made me quit so we could ride an hour and something on the boat so we can go catch a monster fish <laughs> but uh that's that's well, it's a beautiful that's fish yeah it was fun though. did she Martha holler at you did, did she shout instructions while you were reeling no did, not, not like a lot of those guys fish? you know yeah but every yeah. time the rod dip just a tiny bit i'm on this i'm on this sit there <laughs> <laughs> and then, then she was yeah, i mean give you some time end. to enjoy it oh yeah we we, we did I mean, I, I had an hour and five minutes to enjoy that. <laughs> that was that was a big fish to fight for. Hour and five minutes. You know, I could uh, find a lot of ways to spend. I could find a lot of ways to spend an hour and five minutes. I think would be more enjoyable than reeling up one of those carpets from the bottom. You know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so bad. You know, we we had two of those at, at the at the same time, and I mean, strip and drag days. That one took me down to where. Even that big reel had a little line left on it. And I said, oh, my God, I don't even have this much line on my reels. <laughs> yeah, <he's taking laughs> it yeah. So it how's the fishing fun. been? And looks like this front's going to mess things up for today and tomorrow at least anyway, huh? I was really hoping that it would wait till about 9 o'clock so the boys could get out there and get a good box of fish first. But uh, it came in early, and it's blowing hard. But, you know, as you know, we have plenty, plenty of places to get out of it here. You know, because we've got both sides of the river. So, boys just go in the canals and whatever and get on those fish. But it's been real good. We've been catching a lot of fish. and We've been really, really busy. So, um, there, there are trout around, too. You know, um, I think some people are having more trouble with reds than trout. But, you know, my guys my guys are steady on them. So, 
east and west, and it's trout on both sides. It's, it's just a good time of year. I did. I went down to Venice by myself the other day, and I did not see many ducks. I may, I might have seen a hundred ducks the whole time I was down there, and I went to some pretty ducky areas. But that water came up ten, twelve foot down there. I mean, it really came up high down river. Now, you know, my leash looks good. We're gonna have plenty of ducks, but not everywhere. It's gonna be spotty from from Venice all the way through the central part of the state. You know, that's gonna be pretty spotty this year because a lot of that marsh got hammered all the way to. I would imagine Morgan City, you know, but uh, I think I think I'm doing right here. I still got plenty of vegetation and all this that new land we grew is full of duck potatoes, so I'll, we'll be fine. We'll have a good food source. We'll be, I, I heard you uh, you out there hunting wild quail. Well, they're not exactly totally wild. You know, this is a the commercial <laughs> preserve season's open. But I'm not doing oh, okay. any shooting on them. Uh, we've got we've got the girls are going to be. This is a girls' trip. It's a birthday girls' trip. I love girls' trips. You yes. know that. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's got the heavy hitters in action this go round. <laughs> well, you know, just something about watching girls shoot and have fun. Yeah, they don't know. They don't care. Just you know, to, to watch girls in the outdoors because it's kind of unusual. You know, more and more now, but it, you know, in the past, it was unusual to see many girls enjoying outdoors like they do now. I mean, now now we have captains dragging me off and yelling and screaming at me. <laughs> you know, I, I slept the whole way out, the whole change. way back on a beanbag. You know, I was on a beanbag, so she she didn't blindfold me, so I couldn't tell where I went, but she made me go to sleep on a beanbag chair in the back of the boat. So, I, you know, I, I woke up, and there I was, so. It was good, but we we well, dropped down. Thanks for creating some memories. Oh yeah, big thanks memories. Thanks for creating for, the memories know, I, for Martha, for Captain Martha. She will never forget that trip, I'm sure. No, we it was good when I showed up to the doctor. She didn't know for sure if I was coming. She said, "I, I came, he came." I said, "Oh Lord, and we're off." <laughs> but it was good. We showed up to the doctor, them big tunas, and it was a ball. It really was. So she, we, uh, I think she's still glowing because we caught those three big fish. In fact, I know she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I hope she don't buddy. go around complaining you're you're a low tipper either. You know. No, no. You don't. You, unfortunately, you tip the deckhands and not the captain. But you know, he's, ah, he's okay. got a really yeah. really good deckhand too. I mean, he's he's a super guy. His name was Mark, and he was real pleasant, real easy to be with. He was it was good. The whole trip was good. Martha's doing a yeah. good job offshore, so you know it's uh, she is she's doing a lot very of competition good with that. So she does good. So we'll just get back with it. Now all right, buddy. Start putting all the blinds together, and you know we got yeah. ten boats out again today. So I mean, it's gonna be a windy day today and tomorrow. And then I'm gonna go do some deep dropping for for some fish this week. Uh, some snappers and some uh, we'll fish the triple tail too this week. I got some guys coming want to do that. So it'll be busy again, buddy. Y'all, y'all have I'm glad you're there. expanding your horizons. Yes, sir. Yeah, We're still going to call you I plastic. Do what I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Captain Ryan Lambert, CajunFishingAdventures.com. All right, coming back after this, we have Undersecretary of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Brian McClinton. He's going to explain to you about the new tagging methods, virtual tagging for your deer and turkey. Back with him right. All right, until this week, uh, deer and turkey hunters, of course, uh, have to 
tag each and every animal before they move it, immediately upon the kill, and then they have to validate that tag. There's been a change in the methodology starting this week, and Undersecretary of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Brian McClinton, joins us this morning to explain it. Brian, tell us how much easier it's going to be for hunters to tag and validate their deer or turkeys. Yep. It's, it's, it's actually really, really, really neat. I thank you for having me on. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to go to our website at wlf.louisiana.gov. If they click, you'll see a text-to-tag instructions. There's two videos that kind of walks you through it. But basically, you go to the if you go to our website and register to text-to-tag, you'll put in your phone number, your unique phone number to you, and then you'll whenever you harvest an animal, before you move the animal, you would just text tag, and it's going to confirm your your person. You just answer by answering one or two. You answer a series of questions, but um, it's going to give you. It also gives you an option for a link. If you have better cell service, you can go to the link, and then that provides drop down options, so it's a little bit quicker. But if you don't have great cell service, but you can still text, you can just do everything via text message, like you're communicating back and forth with a person. At the end of it, you're your tag is utilized and validated, and then you can move the animal and you'll get a confirmation text or whichever way you go through the link or the text. And if the enforcement stops you, you show them your validated tag, you show them the animal, and you're good to go. And uh, we just, we're really excited about it. We know a lot of people didn't like the paper tags and losing the waterproof paper, and so really excited about this option, um, hoping people really, you know, think it's neat as, as we do. Yep, it's very simple, very easy. The only thing is, if they have moved the animal to any distance outside the kill area, they have to resort back to the traditional paper tags, correct? Yes, sir, and if they're in an area that doesn't have the cell service. So, you know, what I would tell people is most people know where they hunt if they're able to text from their stand or, or that. But if you're going to an area that you're not not familiar with the cell service, you know, please keep your paper tags with you. And uh, Or if you just, you know, it doesn't hurt to have that in your hunting bag just in case. But... That, that's just our recommendation, but yes, sir. All right, very good. LouisianaOutdoors.com. Brian, thank you for, for give, bringing us up to speed on that, and this is effective immediately. People can begin that today. Thanks again. We yes, appreciate sir. you being on I, with us. I, I do want to let you all know that uh, starting Monday, uh, the hunting license will be on L.A. Wallet. So if any of your listeners have L.A. Wallet, oh. Monday it should be available. So I just want to get that out there while you got me on the radio. Thank you. I'm one of them, and I will do that. Thanks again, Brian. We appreciate it. Brian McClinton with Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries. That's going to wrap it up, Cherie. we got to go shoot some quail and have a happy birthday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.